So it's come to this. Man. With a heavy heart. With a heavy heart. This This is a big one. This is big. (laughs) I have been waiting for this episode. I have not been anticipating the death of one Treat Williams. Yeah. Sad to say. We've always talked about doing some Treat Williams on this uh, podcast. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. And uh, yeah, we haven't uh, touched the, the Treat Williams filmography yet. I don't think we've... I don't think we've even mentioned crazy. the name Treat Williams. Uh, and that is crazy. And it is really crazy because like one of the first things I learned about you as a man, <laughs> as a person who's a man, uh-huh. was that Treat Williams is like your guy. That I was, was, this uh, was an early Charlie fact that I yeah. picked up. Yeah, I was, uh, I was a little obsessed with Treat Williams uh, back in the day. Still a fan, strong fan. Uh, I was I was very sad to hear the news. I, I uh, you were crying over this news. I saw the uh, yeah. It was Monday night. I looked down at my phone. There was a notification. <laughs> you got like treat I notification. Got a treat Is that that's not just a general news notification, right? That's just like a yeah. treat app. I uh, you have I, a browser extension. I work for you know the local paper here, and uh, so I I'm on their app, and they send out notifications. And thank God. You know, somebody at the paper that night thought this is important news. Somebody the people like, need to know. Like a it was and you, sent out the the notification. It wasn't just a news service. You got like you had a man in the shop. So, somebody like had said- to do that. <laughs> somebody had to manually press the notification, uh, which was terrible. I was listening to like the new comedy Bang Bang and laughing and doing dishes, and it's like boop, boop. boom. And I looked down and uh, I made a sound <gasps> that uh, my wife came out of the bedroom and said, "What's wrong?" Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's very sad. And, and uh, to go it, out like a 71-year-old James Dean. Oh, mo- so it was a motorcycle unex- accident. A motorcycle I didn't find accident. that out till the till like a day or two after. 71 years. It's like, of course he does that. The guy who flew planes and uh, basically ran a farm in between doing shows on Broadway and television for Dude, the last 10 years. Let me tell you how little I realized I knew about this man. <laughs> So that's one of the things that before we really knew each other, like, yeah, Treat Williams came up. I had no idea who Treat Williams was. Apparently, I still do not. And he just said, yeah, Charlie's like really into Treat Williams. I have no idea who he was. I don't know if I had ever seen a Treat Williams vehicle at that point. I hadn't seen hair. Mm-hmm. I hadn't right. seen. I hadn't seen. Uh, so, like, what was your? You were watching Prince of the City at like nineteen. <laughs> oh yeah, that's like the Sydney, uh, Sydney uh, Lumet movie, Lume, right? Uh, yeah, movie. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it was funny because I had not seen that much of him either, and then as a teenager, started watching movies that he just happened to be in. Oh, was this just one of those things? And like, by the time I was like six, eighteen or whatever, it was like. I discovered all the substitute sequels and all his straight-to-video stuff that is truly bad filmmaking. But he's great in everything, and uh, he's a real actor, and uh, he did a lot of high-profile movies. Uh, he's been on TV for the last 20 years, what was doing a lot of Hallmark kind of stuff. But, oh. but uh, yeah, and uh, then I followed him on Twitter a few years ago, <laughs> and he was just like the nicest, most genuine uh, you know, the day he died, he was tweeting about mowing the the yard. <laughs> He's just a dude, He's huh? Just an old man who was just... grateful for everything and who was a, you know, he was a serious actor. He started on stage in the seventies and was in Broadway musicals and I had no then idea. Got the big break with Hair, Milos Forman. Yeah, and uh, yeah, from there went on. But, but like, I what first, was yeah, yeah? What was your intro? What was your well draw as a kid? And my brother's listening, so he knows. It was the Phantom. I brought up the Phantom before. <laughs> yeah. Tree Williams the, the, is the, the, the like the Zane one. Yeah, yeah. Tree Williams is the bad guy, as the tycoon uh, Xander Drax is the name, <laughs> and he's he's 
if you've not seen it, he's insane in the movie. He's over the top. Man, I don't. He's a cartoon. The only it, thing I remember great. about the Phantom was like the the colored VHS tape. Oh yeah, that's the only memory. I've got movie. the laser disc, same color as the VHS tape. <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, Treat Williams kept escaping. Even these movies I've seen, it's just like I still somehow just yeah. like, yeah, I remember seeing the Phantom. Couldn't tell you about it. It's like, I don't know how he kept escaping me. So, okay, Phantom. Exactly. Well, and then that was one of the first movies, right, when you're 13 and you're like, I can now recognize this is not a good movie, but I love it. <laughs> you are into And I'm it. into it. And then I started embracing, you know, bad movies, as it were. And my brother and I rented Deep Rising, probably 99, maybe 2000. And uh, just fell in love. It was yeah. like watching your uncle in an action movie. <laughs> That's he's, so cool. And he's just uh, became this guy that I... And, and no one else knew about him. That's the thing. Like, well, that's nobody I, talked never about, about Treat Williams in the 90s. Was that, the, that was the draw. And like, so that you was had a like, guy. This is my guy. Yeah. yeah. This is going to be my guy. I love him in this movie and these other movies. And then you start discovering he's in quirky things. And you watch... Uh, he's insane in uh, Things to Do in Denver When You're Dead. Granted, that he's one. He's great like in a lot of the older movies that he's in. And... Uh, yeah, then he's in so much bad stuff. <laughs> and That's it's great. When I was and like, you discover all these things that you never would have discovered, right? He's in a movie with Udo Kier in like 2001 that the whole opening sequence is just steals from Terminator 2. Just showing Terminator 2. <laughs> you know, it actually shows. Usually, I mean, we've seen movies like that, but not with like actual actors. Right? You know? They're usually Italian productions, exactly. not something with Treat Williams. So yeah, and horror, uh, you know, genre fans love him for Dead Heat with Piscopo. So he's done oh, all sure. kinds of movies. He was in uh, Sergio Leone's Once Upon a Time in America, of course. So he's been in. We keep bringing that one up. That's going to be. We got to watch one. that one soon. That's going to be big. We got to get some Sergio Leone for yeah, sure in this. That needs to be. In there. Uh, so yeah, it's a guy that like was in 1941. Was in all these big movies as like an ensemble guy, and then would star in these like shit movies <laughs> or made for TV movies or whatever. And I yeah. just loved it. And he's just like, it was like an everyday, you know, every man kind of. Was he like your first guy? I th- yeah. Like that's got to like be my, right. Yeah. I was trying to, I was like, this has got to be Charlie's first guy. I was thinking of my first guy and it was the same kind of, it was mine's Richard Mazur. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was like this thing where he just kept showing up and, all, I thought he was the guy they went to when they needed like somebody's dad, you know, like licensed to drive. Get Mazer, sure. Bride of Boogity, of course he's gonna be David Faustino's dad. Mm-hmm. He's just all the his dads in the Corey movies. He's just a dad, and uh, I just thought he was in everything. Became like the first actor I probably knew his name. Right, the It miniseries. Just yeah, was yeah. in everything that I saw in a three year period, and I love that. Treat will- most people wouldn't know Richard Mazur, except you'll look him up and everybody will go, of course I know of this course, guy. Of course, yeah. Of course I know this dude. Treat Williams, like you said, you were the one that knew him. I had never heard this name. I wasn't seeing movies. And how great like- of a name is that, by the way? Treat Williams? Treat. Come on. I had not treat seen, the you know. Treat Williams, as I like to call <laughs> When I looked him up, I was like, what's this guy even in? It's like the most recent movies were like, Substitute 4. It's like, What? Yeah. <laughs> Charlie, check it out. Failure is not an option. What are these? <laughs> School's out. <laughs> They're all like that. And he has a lot of uh, you know, TV movies from that time with names like Third Degree Burn. Oh, the, I know, looked up. like Fatal Matrimony dude, or something like that. Third Degree Burn looked sick. I want to see Third Degree Burn he's in, bad. You know, he's in these movies with, uh, yeah, Brian Dennehy and other legends. Ooh. He's a guy that like. So he's, he's working he's worked with, with TV everybody. movie royalty. Yeah. He was in a movie directed by Ben Gazzara. What? He was in... Uh, what? I, I told you to watch it. He was in an episode of Tales from the Crypt. That's oh, yeah. like one of the best Need to see. We got to cover that ever. in October. Um, so, yeah, he's just... The trick or treat. For a guy that you never hear of, and then you see how prolific he was and how many cool things he was in. And, uh, and how I've managed to miss so many... <laughs> That's the thing. This, I've seen The Substitute 1. Mm-hmm. But my substitute sure, universe is is a Behringer universe, not a Treat Williams. This is like the whatever dude who's like, well, I've technically played Jason more than the other <laughs> Jasons, but he's like all the shitty ones. You know, I'm right. actually the Jason. Or like the guy before Kane Hodder was like, hey. Yeah, <laughs> come on. No, one knows <laughs> no, I was actually in more substitute <laughs> movies than Tom Behringer. Kind of my series, guys. Kind of my thing. But man, 
third degree burn looks good. So we're talking third degree burn this episode. I guess so. And Neither of us have seen it. <laughs> we we'll haven't speculate. seen it, but we're going to speculate. That's, no, that's the other thing. I'm not no, a completist. Like there's the... so much of his stuff that I have not seen because it's hard to find. Or TV movies are just impossible whatever. sometimes. Yeah. You know so... who's who's the other male lead in third degree burn? Fucking no. Richard Mazur. Oh, pff. yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Worlds are colliding with a Vir- Virginia Madsen in the middle. That's what oh I. That, that's oh what caught God. my attention. God, Jesus, why are we not doing this movie right now? <laughs> well, I, I made you watch Deep Rising, so, so we're doing Deep Rising again. In my complete like blank space of Tree Williams, this was a big budget movie, right in the heyday of teenage me going to see these mm-hmm. movies. I have no idea how I had not seen Deep Rising until we watched it this weekend. Never seen it before. Uh, Couldn't not, have told you a thing about it. I don't it. think it's one a lot of people have seen. Yeah, like uh, like I said, we just happened to rent it, I remember. and Well, it felt well, just like and then we're doing a big tree one. It. That's the one that you really fell hard for. Yeah. I mean, we had to do. I mean, you saw the movie, rising. right? It's an, it's insane. It's amazing. I don't get what people didn't love about <laughs> Deep Rising. This was a major bomb. Uh, so happy this held up right? 25 years later, though. Yeah, this was a bomb. Nobody heard about it. I don't think anyone heard about it. And it doesn't have that Nick Cage star power attached to it. This is a movie entirely of those guys. This is a real... <laughs> and, and, and a young Fomka Johnson who was... Jesus, what uh, were we doing in 98? Is ridiculous. This what just, is this just Fomka Johnson was looking like in 1998? <laughs> oh, man. Is this what we were doing then? This would have been right after Goldeneye, right? Yeah. Yeah. She, I don't... Re- and before X-Men. Then she became you know Jean Grey. I mean... How did we not? But, wow! How did I not know about this? This is going on. I mean, is this? Are we doing the faculty? Are we yeah. doing Goldeneye? Sure. It's becoming a funky youngster. Oh but my god! This movie is like <laughs> so. You said it doesn't have like a Nick Cage star. You know those team like a baseball team that's built around like stars and scrubs. Like you got Trout and Otani, mm-hmm. but like then you're seeing the rest of the Angels, right? <laughs> or like mid '90s Barry Bonds Giants, right? It's like we got Bonds. Mm-hmm. That's that's probably enough to get us there, right? But I love how this movie is more of the a bunch of like replacement level players fielding a team because you have instead of one star, they're like, let's get twelve people that are in everything. Exactly. <laughs> the you know every one of these faces, but I, I couldn't tell you maybe three of their names. There's like 12 guys in this movie that you're just like, oh, I love all, him. All, no all guys in this movie, yeah. right? All guys. And I have no idea. I've never knew, learned a thing about Deep Rising. I must have seen every other blockbuster, including the bombs in the theaters. Mm-hmm. But this one, not the Treat Williams vehicle, not the one that could have catapulted him into... They were looking for new cages. I think so, yeah, obviously. This was um, like his shot. Maybe, you know, maybe it could have gone another way, but uh, this was written and directed by uh, Stephen Summers. Didn't hurt him. The year later, yeah, they would give him The Mummy, and he went on and did that. Crushed The Mummy franchise. Pretty good Crushed movie. Crushed The Frasier franchise for the next five uh, years. A lot of people paid money to see that one. Tons of people. How, um, do, you, how yeah, do you lose this much money? This is a classic creature feature, you know. This is a... Uh, and I, So, you know, that's another thing that I love about this movie. Bunch of action, bunch of guns bunch of, of guns those guys and then it's a big old creature feature which is we got west duty showing up in this vessel west duty <laughs> yeah digimon hansu <laughs> yeah digimon hansu just the 10th build great hansu <laughs> role though right that's the thing all these oh that like guy who's i think new zealand who looks exactly the same in this movie as he looks in stuff now. That guy hasn't aged a day. Not at all. He was yeah. in Dr. Sleep. We covered him. Oh, man. Everybody is so cool in this. Mm-hmm. Everybody is so good. Uh, Treat's right-hand man, Joey, is uh, Kevin J. O'Connor, who would then be in The Mummy a year later. Man, that guy worked with Summers for, for yeah. life. Uh, I love Joey up. in this. He is Funny guy. Kevin J. O'Connor is a real, like, it's like a Bobcat Goldthwaite <laughs> kind yeah. of type of this. This Definitely movie is like a such Bobcat. So I guess I kind of see why it bombed. It's it's kind of like it's got a ton of gore, some gross stuff in this movie, but yeah, also maybe too gory for the masses, kind of a thing. Too gory for the yeah. masses, but also a lot of jokes. So the gore is never reads as serious, even when it's like kind of disgusting. Mm-hmm. 
but also guys just firing guns constantly. <laughs> so many these dudes just unload ammo into anything. By the time yep. we're getting into monster hunting, this is just ammo city. This they is like that just scene blindly in, shooting into yeah, hallways. This is like Bill minutes. Duke in Predator with the Gatlin gun, just ripping yeah. up those fronds. They've all got mini Gatlin guns with unlimited ammo. I am not a we're. We're cool. a couple of car guys. We are <laughs> not like a gun guy. guys, oh, right? Oh, yeah, not a gun guy. So all these guns these dudes are walking around in this movie, I couldn't tell you. These are yeah. the, they are fake No, they're made guns, up, right? They're, they're totally made up. Yeah, they're... Uh, but, but this is one of these... No gun holds a thousand rounds. <laughs> going in knowing nothing about... <laughs> yeah, nobody's where, reloading the these bullets? things, man. <laughs> these are tiny little, like... They they're not tiny little like a backpack of bullets on the back no. of these guys. No, these guys got free range of motion. Yeah, <laughs> I do not. So going in knowing nothing about this, other than it was a big old money losing bust, mm-hmm. right? And I think it, I knew that there was a tentacle monster. Yeah, cool. Excited by just the Tree Williams in an underwater horror movie. I love a good underwater horror movie, right? Just a mm-hmm. and this. Right from the beginning, I am both in love and totally not understanding anybody's relationship to anybody else in this movie. This I was not expecting the depth and range of characters that mm-hmm. Deep Rising decided to bring. Not only do we need 12 recognizable actors to flesh out full roles, but then we're bringing in hundreds of extras. I did not know we were getting this big of a production. Yeah, it's a big old cruise ship horror movie, and uh, the elite team of some sort of bad guys coming to blow the ship up. Yeah, and you're is that West like, Studi's crew? Yeah, the Studi crew. <laughs> uh, There's with, like a with one mercenary from every continent. Very. Uh, there was a written preamble at the start about like a missing Himalayan search expedition. <laughs> I swear I saw that. No, it was uh, it was a very confusing way to describe. It's like. It was like, in the South China Seas, there are canyons bigger than the Himalayan mountains. Yeah. And you're like, what? Huh? Wait, huh? Wait. You, I have no, so knowing nothing about it, it makes it sound like it's this mountain adventure Indiana Jones movie in a long bit of text. I yeah. I don't know how I got so immediately into it. I think I just loved its immediate brand of bullshit. Just like, we're going to need to explain this with as flowery a prose as possible. Well, it's also like, I always remembered it as as uh, the text explaining the monster more. Like how the how uh, uh, the actor does in the movie where he's like, ah, the very clever. Very clever. Is that the guy from Silence of <laughs> so the Lambs? I always remember the text being like, at 10,000 meters, they're this long. But uh, somebody else said that, that text right? No, yeah. we needed something about a Himalayan search expedition. <laughs> Is that to? I don't think the preamble had anything about a tentacle monster. No, nothing about it. No, we don't find out until old. Just a lot of ships go missing. Anthony Heard or Anthony Healed. Heald. Yeah, that's that him. guy. Silence of the Lambs. The guy. asshole in every movie. Yeah, he, yeah, playing a classic that guy asshole. Mm-hmm. He's playing the. That's the great thing. So the many rat. of these dudes are playing kind of their guy. But they're all now they're all in a shitty situation together. <laughs> These guys have all played the assholes. Now there's just twelve assholes. It's oops all assholes in here. It is. Like- <laughs> it is yeah. They are competing for screen time yeah. too. There is an opening. Each other. There's an opening scene where you get to know all the mercenaries in this boat. And man, they are just like moving around, getting in the cameras away, <laughs> just like doing everything they can to be a part of the scene. Despicable crew, too. <laughs> Not a fun one in the bunch. Treat does more like he's kind of like a like a Tim Thomerson. Yeah. In this one, not as jokey, not as good with the jokes. Like if Tim Thomerson was doing his Han Solo. Like yeah, like it's basically a Han Solo like smuggler character. Very you much. Know, if the cash is there, we do not care. It's like an ice pirates kind of and guy. He's in over his head a little bit on this one. You can tell. He doesn't like the fact that there's like warheads on his boat. And uh, but yeah. I just love how he's he uh, plays it so cool in this movie. He never gets ruffled by these mercenaries threatening him and stuff. And then when they fi- finally start beating up on Joey because he looked in the warheads, and and uh, they 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 give him. A once over dude <laughs> kevin j o'connor took a beating in this movie so, five minutes in so yeah that he's like i say he's doing like a bot he, or he's kind of like shaggy 
Mm-hmm. from scooby-doo he really has some shaggy mannerism especially when he's sneaking around yeah that is just shaggy looking for the fridge like a, yeah an he's, old he's mansion the, he's the grease monkey on the ship and he's just this yeah clown. he's kind of a tall goony guy he seems really tall and skinny mm-hmm. and just has this long scraggly hair just a a look that <laughs> yeah. look that kevin great guy but when the mercenaries beat the ship man they beat the shit out of them they were some you never have seen so many people making contact with an eight man beat down. <laughs> they all get their lips. They are all somehow finding a spot on him yep. at the same time. Like the success rate is never that high when that many people are throwing boots and punches. Some are missing, some are hitting the ground. It's like he takes every <laughs> shot. And yeah. these guys now I've seen my my share of worked strikes, right? These mercenaries were working stiff with Joey, man. <laughs> Some of those boots that he was connecting. taking, there are no way that those boots were getting pulled. Some the force that some you could see his body in the frame, man. It's not like they was off camera and they were stomped this hard. I saw his shoulder getting stomped on. I don't know why they went so maybe it was just hard. A man, like maybe a few shots, they just had a mannequin and they were like, "Go fucking nuts." Dude. <laughs> Whatever they did, they go man, nuts. it looked like he took. It looked like he got like pranked worse than like a prank got out of control. He it looked like he was getting jumped in. Yeah, like, this was a tough <laughs> or beating, out, I man. Guess. I can't believe how bad this beating took. Because I swear, there's a. It goes from beating to him like getting up to his feet. I don't think there's a cut. I got. <laughs> I sh- we should have rewound to look at his face when he was getting up in the camera. Because if he did not have like a. What the fuck? Like, what was yeah. that? What was that, Studi? And then, and then uh, he's fine. Yeah, he gets some stitches, and you got to think that the rest of the movie, he's got a major concussion. <laughs> he he got is rocked. <laughs> Unprotected shots to uh, that skull, man. But yeah, that scene where Treat's able to go from like, all right, okay, let's stop beating the shit on my guy, and then he can turn on it. You know, tons of dudes get pointing, the spear in the guy's cheek. Oh man, pointing his harpoon <sighs> into that New Zealand guy's neck, and that's where you really see the the sly Treat Williams smile. That I think is really what drew me in. This guy's got a smile that just—he's a little devil. Yeah, you know, he's a—he's uh, a real—he's a he's charmer. A character. Yeah, right. It's he charms that, me. It's a—he's like a little more relatable Tom Cruise, but he's still got yeah. that kind of like. Little guy energy of I Tom mean it, like, Cruise, you he know? felt like an uncle. Like a guy you you see maybe once every five years, but he just loved when you saw him. Totally. And uh My yeah. estranged Uncle Rick. He's wearing just like a plaid <laughs> blue shirt throughout the whole thing, you know? Like <laughs> I did tan not, pants. I did not know the hierarchy of this movie, but I know the moment I fell in love with Treat in the movie. It was before all this. And it's when they're like in their I guess they're submersible mm-hmm. or whatever they're in. And he's in this captain's chair and he is just bouncing so hard <laughs> in this yeah. chair. Rough and, I, and I couldn't really tell if anybody else was bouncing, but this guy was just doing his lines <laughs> while just seizing up and just that conviction to like, I would have just loved to see the B roll of them being like, all right, you captain's chair. And he just goes from still to just like kind of, you think he's bouncing it I himself? Think, I think he was just working that chair, just like, no, it'd be a real bouncy like approach to the ship. You he know, the cruise like, ship's gonna yeah. be putting off waves. I think I think I'd really be moving in this. I believe he's the kind of actor who does that too. Every, all the interviews I've uh heard him do and stuff, it, he's all just like So then I brought this idea to it and we played with that and gave gave the director choices and yeah, he's probably like, I think I should bounce. I think I'm gonna bounce thing. on this. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, bouncing's the right move. <laughs> I mean, this is... You talked about guys, you know, the mercenaries fighting for camera time. I imagine it would be a little competitive on this kind of... Everybody crammed into the same rooms. Mm-hmm. Everybody is literally competing for screen time in this movie. When you're in a movie with 11 other character actors, it's like, shit. <laughs> I can't be I can't be the twelfth most noticed guy in Deep Rising. You think they're all volunteering to have the spear gun shoved in their face? Right. Like, it's me, 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 me. This movie feels like it works because everybody keeps feeling like they're upping the ante. They're gonna do the stupider thing. Like this feels like the longer this goes on, 
This is kind of a shockingly long movie for a short run time. <laughs> it is, yeah. Well, it's... This is only an hour 45, but I remember pausing it at one point, and I'm like, Jesus, like an hour 10? Yeah, it gets a, it gets repetitive. How long is this thing hunting them through the shit? This thing seems enormous. I feel like they uh, they built like five miles of like tunnel and like ship bowel sets for these guys to go through, and they had to go through every single <laughs> one getting... of them. Dude, Summers spent money. Yeah. I don't know how he finagled his way into doing this and then taking over the mummy, which was a probably a twice as large mm. budget. Gotta be. That was humongous budget. The, the that one had the special effects budget. Yeah. You know, the computer effects. Anyways. And this one oh. this one had a lot of well, they had a lot of great practical effects. And then a lot of creature effects were you know not as great. When you hear fun, about but... like nineteen ninety eight and it's a big monster movie, you're already like, what's the CGI? Yeah. situation in that that 97 to 99 oh how cocky they all were <laughs> how great did we all think this look you watch deep blue sea now these sharks look like they're hand drawn <laughs> yeah like when exactly. george gets like drawn back in <laughs> photograph on his boss's desk like this is 99 one, was some rough stuff the one and, i think of from that time is spawn the, yeah. the like hell uh scenes with the the big devil demon Mm-hmm. Just awful. So cocky. Just bad. We thought we were doing it. Yeah. We thought we were revolutionizing this, right? These are at least fun. The the and tentacles so, are coming at you hyper fast. They're shooting the tentacles. A lot of blood. And then you get the nice close ups of like some goo dripping on people and stuff. Dude, this was when you hear like I said, you're ninety eight, you're already going, All right, what are they? and it's a humongous tentacle monster. This could be I know mm-hmm. I know what they thought they were doing. They mixed such a good use of like Rob Bottin kind of practical effects with all just fast moving CGI, which is fine. Mm-hmm. CGI blended in just fine without looking like it was drawn by a man, just <laughs> drawn by some guy using just like his dot matrix. Like, no, this is so good for what it was a great fusion of this. And it just, for a longer movie, you get to see more and more in a growing version of this thing. It just felt the vibes are just so good in this. 20 minutes yeah. in, I knew I was in love with Deep Rising. Good. I'm like, glad. Right? You, you were, I was I like, guess you were I was like my, be, my my record's spotty. If <laughs> in recommended movies. We've we've gone down some directions. These like are I all said earlier. Like I like bad movies. I embrace them. Yeah. You want to talk about the core? I'll talk about the you core. You were you went to see the core in theaters. I love the core. Was that the one? I saw both the, of those uh Fantastic Four movies in the theater. True. Saw Ghost Rider, both. Yeah, both. <laughs> <laughs> right. Was the core the one where Hillary Swank's like, "We're going in." It's so good. Oh, like to the core. Stanley Tucci just being like, "You may not have anything to live for. You may not have anything to live for." <laughs> Damn, we're doing the core next. Is Treat Williams in the core? He could be in the core. No, good Delroy Lindo in the core. Oh, but anyways, uh, but. If already I was into this, we got mercenaries, we got tri- we got treat bouncing in a captain's chair, already into this. What I did not know and could have never predicted that this movie has like the second greatest cruise ship action scene in cinema history. <laughs> it just happened yeah. to come out like a couple months after Titanic had all of the best cruise ship. There is a cruise ship stunt scene in this that blew me away. I was I could not help at several different points of this movie from just exclaiming out loud <laughs> at what I was saying. I'm not sure if you noticed that. Oh, I noticed. This, I, I appreciated it. Dude. It was warranted. Once we get into this cruise ship lobby, this is a great cruise ship set. Huge. They do the whole uh, like zoom in on the cruise ship lobby, right? from outside yeah. that goes through the door. It was like some De Palma shit. Yeah, dude, this looked like... Mu- <laughs> I was just picturing a huge money printing press. The whole the huge opening shot. casino ballroom, everyone gambling. So this was 98. You know what was 98? Snake eyes, baby. Mm-hmm. You're talking De Palma. You're talking tracking shots in De Palma movies, man. Everybody go just start snake eyes and exactly. try to stop watching it. So already I was thinking of snake eyes, 98. It's like, this guy's doing De Palma <laughs> in this shitty tentacle monster movie. That ballroom scene looked so good. This was a great set. Great huge main concourse. Great lobby. People everywhere. Had to be 400, 500 extras on this. 
It looked like a pretty full house. Yeah, it's a big multi-level uh, ballroom casino floor. And uh, I love the big drums. I love the fire breathing. I love the little touches he gives of the of the bartenders giving each other a little kiss. <laughs> Dude, There's all this little stuff going on in so there. There's so much happening in this what it was a scene that we didn't even really need. Yeah. Right? Like, they didn't need to show how this cruise ship gets, like, cru- we could have just had a monster show up. That's true. Yeah, we do see it just enough to know that something, you know, someone has sabotaged the boat, so they lose all power and radar. But they have apparently one radar just under the boat that's looking down. Because they down. see something coming up. <laughs> and then they have a whole Poseidon Adventure-esque, like, tables and chairs. People go flying. That's the stunt I'm talking about, yeah. man. How many women did you see flying off of, like, the fifth story area? So many people were when this ship gets hit by the thing from the Deep Rising. Is that the is that the monster's name? I think that's the Deep official. Rising. What was it? It was like the it was called like the Atoli or something, right? Oh the yeah, they do. Anthony he does explain their whole existence. Very huh? clever. Very clever. <laughs> the, wait, this you've been holding on to this. There's always that guy holding on to the thing. <laughs> it, since you knew there was a guy holding on to all the info on the, it's like it's got to be that guy. Definitely that guy. Definitely him. But. So you're already getting this huge, you know, cruise ship disaster scene. Literally, while the movie about, like, the most famous cruise ship disaster scene is still in theaters. Yeah, that was probably bad timing. This was January 98. Titanic, I remember being Thanksgiving, December of 97, right? The huge winter movie. So Titanic was still just dominating by 98. 98 was 100%. where every movie went to just get drowned by <laughs> Titanic, right? Deep Rising drowns at the box office. <laughs> Gene Chalice says. Yeah. <laughs> but what are the odds of these guys, of another studio spending what had to be just over $10 million on this sequence alone? This huge cruise ship crash, all these extras flying over frame down these huge, dangerous falls. Mm -hmm. And nobody's seen it because they're all seeing some other guy doing that in all the big theaters at that cinema. How's that got to feel for poor Summers, man? Imagine filming that scene, being like, this is it, guys. Or just being one of those stunt people, right? Who's like, so today I'm getting uh, stampeded on. Mm. We're going to just have a shot right right at the carpet level watching these people get... That was a hard when stampede, the panic sets man. In. Stampedes are my big, my two biggest fears are stampedes and quicksand. Yeah, I live in constant fear of those stampedes, man. You cannot predict other humans. If I'm ever anywhere in a crowd, shit goes down. Just like, man, I'm getting run over. Can also, or I'm gonna run quicksand. over a woman. <laughs> it might be quicksand is like nobody ever knows it. Nobody ever knows where it's at. It could be anywhere. You nobody never ever hear about expects it because there's no survivors. Yeah, nobody ever expects quicksand. <laughs> it's just everywhere. It could be everywhere or nowhere. But everybody that gets caught in it, they weren't expecting it. I just don't know True. where it's at. I don't know where to find it. I've never seen it. No one's ever stepped in quicksand and went, "I expected this." I knew there was. <laughs> I heard there was quicksand around here. Nope, it's always <laughs> catching everybody off guard. People did not expect the giant tentacle monster either. No. Corn silos are scary, but that stuff I can see from literal miles away. <laughs> you see that coming. I Just know exactly where the corn silos are. Quicksand could be anywhere. My backyard could be filled with it. But a tentacle monster, man. A tentacle monster also, I love the the boldness of these people's movie-making choices. They're like, we can't just decide on one monster. Let's have it get progressively larger mm-hmm. as the movie goes on. The way this thing, you can feel it getting larger because they're not really showing it. They're really giving us glimpses and bits. They build the yeah. right amount of suspense they're in smart revealing to do this that. thing. Yeah. They are smart, yeah. <laughs> but it makes it come off so much more effective because they come up with way more practical ideas. and get So it goes from this practical effects build to pretty soon there's just mountains of tentacles mm. crashing the doors. I don't really understand the physics of how this thing fits in a ship. Because he is really just yeah. bursting through hallways. Like, what is... Seems like a lot of just tentacles or, or worms on their own going through. And then maybe they they just kind of, like, make way for the big guy at the end. My problem is that that creature would not would basically deflate when it got to the surface. <laughs> yeah, the pressure would... that thing lives in under Burst. the bottom of the sea is... Yeah. Anyways, uh, 
Yeah, I love this. The this movie is really just like a, it's a big like greatest hits of awesome action and horror scenes. Because like I said, the practical effects they use to show this monster. They basically do that floor ripping up scene from the thing. Oh man, we get a great floorboards. Gotta scene. love, the, gotta love floorboards mm. somewhere in the bottom of a ship. You get the uh, yeah, the, the the tentacles are crinkling the sides of the wall like this tin can. And they're, gr- they're just shooting the wall like that's doing oh my anything. Gosh, these guys shoot constantly. Once these guys, yeah. decide, but the vibe in this when they're in the cargo hold of the ship, this movie just has constant bad vibes, but fun vibes. Such a weird mix of. Action, horror, gore, mm-hmm. jokes, constant action, really. But once you have everybody just pointing guns and weapons in insanely close proximity to each other's faces and eyes, and then you're having these guys, I have no idea how they're, how half of them didn't die of friendly fire. These guys are just yeah. spinning in circles, firing at the, any sound. Once, this, once they know there's a monster, after Kevin J. O'Connor's gotten jumped into the gang, <laughs> and Stills making the jokes, and we get the insane. Jo- I mean, my jaw just kept dropping at different things in this movie, and I didn't expect to come out of this going like, "Man, Deep Rising." My jaw dropped. <laughs> <laughs> like, not the reaction, right? Yeah. Crew, you know, a movie that came, you know, Con Air. I think this was originally supposed to open against. Hmm. He was supposed to open against Cage. They did him a favor by delaying it, so he was only opening against the biggest movie <laughs> of all time. What luck, right? When you're Treat, when mm-hmm. you're Famke. That's Treat's luck. But my jaw just kept, I just kept being impressed by what they were able to pull off in this movie. The ways that it kept getting me to react. I can react to movies, but I'm not usually so vocal. <laughs> And in this one, it was just so many like, oh, shit, oh, shit. No, no. And then after I see women getting trampled in a cruise ship scene, I mean, maybe Kevin J. O'Connor t- offered to take all those boots because he <laughs> saw like two dozen women just getting run over full body by just tons of dudes. Could He's be worse, just, I guess. You know, I'm showing some solidarity. I'm going to show yeah, those actors can, uh, can really take a licking, too. But... When we're getting the great floorboard scenes, I love well, that's straight out of the thing. Mm-hmm. Floorboards crashing as people are running. We get like four of them. There's so <laughs> we many get a corridors lot of going down the hallway with something right behind you. Stuff treat running. These things popping everywhere. We get like a crazy elevator drop scene. Oh yeah, crazy everything. They're just coming up. They're just what else can we do? What can we do? With the classic uh, elevator music gag that you have to have if you're going to have an elevator scene. <laughs> Of course. You have to have some elevator music playing and everyone stops. But what's so important, I realized really quick, about why we needed so many dudes in this movie, is this gigantic cruise ship-sized monster is just going to be picking off one dude at a time. This guy is moving like Jason mm-hmm. through this ship. One of the loudest exclamations, I think, was when Jimon Hansu opened a door and just took an axe straight <laughs> to the head from Anthony Heald. Because they're holed up in a different part of the ship. Oh, man. The surprise death Before of Before you even Jimon get the monster. Hansu. Yeah. yeah. This yeah, starts Hansu with a guy dying pre-monster. Hansu, the monster casualty. But that is such a... We cut to the... <laughs> Once he gets the axe to the head, suddenly everybody's pointing guns at each other. And it does this like around the room reaction (laughs) shot (laughs) where like everybody gets their own like, I caramba, I Dios mio. Like it cuts to Studi doing like a, oh, who was it? Was Treat Williams like, Jesus Christ. It was, uh, yeah. Son of a bitch. You get the, yeah, you get get Hans taking the the axe (laughs) screaming. The mercenaries open fire on the people and shoot like three of them in the vault. The captain goes, Jesus Christ. Studi follows that up with the son of a bitch. <laughs> and then, you know, just and somehow sh- Treat Williams, every time they're firing, he gets to be like the guy that goes like, all right, all right, hold on. Yeah, he is just, <laughs> he's the voice. He's just kind of talking in a normal man voice <laughs> over eight guns. Those people got tore up with bullets like it was RoboCop. Yes, they did. 
<laughs> After the Hansu immediate axe death, those people get blown back, <laughs> just cut in half with these crazy Gatlin guns, these ammo-less Gatlin guns. Maybe it's just like, it's like paintball. They're all just kind of shoved, jostling around in there. Maybe, yeah. I don't know, man. But I'm in love with this. <laughs> I'm in love with this. How I was dying of laughing at the Studi son of a bitch. That's a classic. Give us another son of a bitch, Studi. <laughs> yeah, Wes, give us another son one. Son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Uh, yeah, That's I know beautiful. there's I know there's eight of them out there. I know we <laughs> we got to get that sound. Got to get the Studi outtakes. But, dude, after we get people cut in half, so many people are just dying as casualties. Like, again, this... You'd think with a cruise ship full of 400 people, knowing it's a monster movie, just like, oh, man, we are getting this monster demolishing these people. Nope. Monster's, like, crafty. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm going to smack Very the hole. I'm just going to, like, crash it and then go in there and suck up all the, the goo. Mm-hmm. Oh, what about, how about that scene where we they open him up? The monster, and there's a guy still in there. That's the most one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen, man. <laughs> Holy, that guy, when they start cutting into that monster with their Gatlin guns, and they shoot free a man, a partially digested man, who has enough of the bile on him that he's, he digests to death in front of all of them, and it takes longer than you'd think. <laughs> they really hold on that guy. <laughs> that guy. You would think somebody would put him out of his misery quickly, but they just are gobsmacked Dude, this to is... see this guy half-eaten, just like, yeah, dissolving in front of them, basically. I know you'll remember this. Show favorite, Sleepaway Camp. When, when that perverted rapist cook gets mm-hmm. the hot water poured onto him, it shows it closes up on that guy's face screaming and melting for so long and that that guy has nothing on this digested man (laughs) this is so disgusting he's shot free from the digestive tract and he just dies for five minutes while every scrap of flesh dissolves off his carcass and he's just kind of just like looking at him, just like, uh, and it's, I know he's kind of giving them this like, uh, guys, uh, <laughs> like his face is just melting through just down to his bones. Like, how's he living this long? How, but it could be like kind of a horrific, funny ish Sam Raimi death, but it's kind of not. <laughs> it's kind of the, the screams kind of are too agonizing for yeah. it to be like super funny. It's, it's getting more of that reaction of, where my, I'm just kind of like eyes bugged out, like uh, like more shocked and kind of laughing at the, the incredulity, like insane scene. They kind of do that scene uh, too, where you finally see all the bodies, like all the skeletons of the digested oh, people. Yeah. And they overlay that with like the screams of the victims as they're being digested. <laughs> Dude. Like really weird like too scary strong scary ending right? types yeah yeah that's the the vibes of this go from real like horror kind of stuff yeah. to just the treat williams Let's, smirking action guy just treat williams trying to do trying to make a catchphrase out of uh now what like, <laughs> that's not gonna be a picture him, picture himself in this in the now what <laughs> i'm the now what in guy. a deep rising to now what he's just like exactly. <laughs> just thinking ahead to it then the next exactly. year he's watching brendan fraser get all them mummy bucks he's uh, like, mother i know that was gonna be the start of the deep rising verse obviously yeah but we uh, even get like a brief like brendan fraser cameo there's like a corpse that looks like him oh. in the whale <laughs> Tell me that corpse is not... So I haven't seen The Whale, but as best I can tell, it's it's only that one shot of Brendan Fraser <laughs> kind of looking at a three-quarter distance like exactly the corpse in Deep just Rising. for his door dash. Yeah. yeah just, <laughs> just, I can only assume he's waiting for the door dash bell to ring, right? I'm assuming the movie is just him looking at that That, that corpse, to me, looked a lot like uh, the one you see underwater in Jaws when they're looking at the mm. wreck. Yeah, that, to me, I was like, I bet shot. that's a Jaws nod. It has the, to be the bloated bald guy, but it does look a lot like. And you Frasier. get a nice like underwater arm. He's got those Fraser whale bug eyes though. Yeah, <laughs> the big like Fraser. Somehow eyes. looks sweaty underwater. Also, was there a bad movie made in like '97 or '98? Hmm. I don't think I've found one. Time. 
I don't think I've seen a bad one from there. It seems impossible. I don't think there's any bad probably movies out from that there. year. I doubt it. Was uh, something about Mary about then? Was that Are we counting that as a know. bad movie? Is that a redo? <laughs> Man, I don't think I've seen a bad movie from 97, 98. I think it's statistically impossible. I just, it, it was the, the 2022 of its time. Of it's course. Like good every, movies nothing but down. hits. Yeah. Constant hits. And this is just, I, they seem all great to me. I can't <laughs> think of a single bad one. They're not out there. And when you're getting stuff like, West, Stu- I don't know. Did West Studi kickflip a machine gun to treat Williams? Yeah, <laughs> that that's happened, one of my favorite right? jokes. Where he's like, "Touch that gun and you're dead." And then the monster starts hitting the hallway, and he's like, "Hey, yeah," gives him the gun. He just he like does always little, love that bit. Always works. He kicks it up like a skateboard. Yeah, just kicks it right up to treat. <laughs> Man, Studi's good. West Studi. I don't think I've seen heel West Studi. For this one i think he's usually he's usually the noble indian I was man gonna say, his, he's usually a lot more of a stereotype a lot more wise indeed i mean he's like in heat yeah 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 <laughs> some cool you know but you're definitely gonna get him for you know, like thunderheart he just won uh like a lifetime oscar kind of thing right? yeah yeah he's he's, he's a, a legend just a super smart man he spoke at uh, sonoma state hmm. a few years ago super interesting guy cool. but I don't think I've ever seen bad guy West Studi. He's kind of he's playing like he should be in The Rock mm-hmm. in this movie. He feels just like a star. That's my favorite this, death right? too. The Studi oh, slow man burn death is Studi's death. We we get some pretty good deaths. People start getting sucked off. Yep. So the lesser characters just kind of get sucked off off screen by man. a monster, and then some like pretty good characters, like the captain of the ship. You just turn around, and he's halfway eaten already. Mm-hmm. Whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> yeah. He's already like got the uh, you know creep show two leg going up through the hole oh, in the yeah. raft. Oh thing. god, I hate that. Oh the creep. Oh god. Anytime a, a limb get, get in it, the TV movie it when the kid gets folded in half and pulled. Oh, I hate it. Anytime there's a limb just sticking up at a bad angle. Nope. Yeah. Right. Oh, pulled down through the raft. God, that's disgusting. <laughs> but yeah, all the deaths. That one, that one Asian actress is in this movie who I think I saw in like seventeen movies in nineteen ninety seven and to ninety nine, and then nothing else. Mm-hmm. That woman looked exactly like that, and I, sw- I swear I've seen her in a new movie every two months. She gets sucked right out of the. These people are just getting pulled off in some scenes, and other ones. The tentacle monster, Adila, Akira. What did you? Uh, <laughs> it's like it's playing with them. Mm-hmm. It's toying with them. This thing is too cumbersome to toy with anything. Just an oozing blob that's filling up tons of corridor of ship, right? Like you said, five miles of ship. Gotta be. But apparently they are very, very crafty. crafty. <laughs> he hits that F on crafty so long. Everybody playing a villain wants to do the uh, essentially like the mm, clever girl. Mm-hmm. like light. And you, he just leans into this screen. I love when he's telling him about them. Uh, I think they're in the kitchen at that point. He's like, well, you know, at this depth, they're this long. At this depth, they're that long. Blah, blah, blah. He gives them the whole rundown. And then Treat Williams just goes, all right, lesson over. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, they they really set themselves up for some unrealistic sizes of this squid monster. And I love them for it. Mm-hmm. I love how they progress through this endless. This is a gigantic ship. I've been on a cruise ship. A lot of its rooms. I love the a lot the, of its hotel rooms. The design of this uh, of these hallways and all the piping and all the wiring and it's just all the all the work that went into those looks. Well, not just that they're partially deconstructed and wrecked, you know, like right. parts are inoperable. Parts are, parts are falling down on them. Yeah. This is a huge complicated set. Yeah. And the elevator drop alone was such a cool way to break open this part of the movie where Lands them in this kind of alarmingly well lit sub basement, <laughs> a super brightly lit sub basement. But that reveal of just the blood splattered walls, because you're wondering this whole time there was a lot of deaths in that cruise ship accident. Where are all the people? Yeah, they do spend like a good five minutes just going, "Where the hell is everybody?" Yeah, looking throughout the ship. Once we cut to them, just devoured slimy ass corpses and very man there was so like you said overlaid screams of the victims imagine surviving this horrific cruise ship accident and then just be 
partially devoured by a tentacle monster. And then treat Williams as cracking jokes over your corpse. It's tough. That's tough. It made me think of that the the eating scene in Nope, where you see the people getting sucked up into the thing. Oh yeah, just like that's got to be the most terrifying thing, right? Oh man, that was that was terrifying. Just like nope. being eaten, the people. Yeah, not being unable to do anything about it, but just get sucked up a weird thing's esophagus, <laughs> knowing that the things that bu- the people are stopping screaming just above you, right? Mm. Oh man, and yeah, this did have that feel, and then. Once I was getting the thing floorboard, I swear, right when I noticed the thing floorboards, within five minutes, the score suddenly started doing John Carpenter sound spikes. Yeah. You heard that, right? Oh, yeah. We started going into some clear Carpenter, like, I, was I it, can't Jerry do the Goldsmith on the, uh, oh, on the score, Oh, it was Goldsmith, right? huh? Yeah. But then, yeah, as soon as they go into that kind of underwater, they got to swim underwater a bit, you start getting that, like, Oh, I love them. Recognize it immediately. It's so yeah. good. And yeah, they're all having to do. Th- we got eight different people doing the like diving underwater and coming up on the other side. <laughs> we get them all going separately. Everybody else is just blowing this thing up with their big ass <laughs> predator guns. I love what the practical shots of the tentacles just getting blown off. Meat from this thing just getting sloppily hacked off. Mm-hmm. All gross stuff. All gross stuff. That's even with the before we get into this thing's various feeding pits. Ugh. <laughs> but yeah, no, you're right. The West Studi death arc. The deeper we get into this ship, the final what, it comes down to treat West Studi he, I I'll treat, be honest, treat, we watched Bonka, it this weekend. I, I had like a couple beers. I'm getting yeah. foggy towards the end of uh Deep Rising. Treat here. Treat and Fomka <laughs> kinda team up, I, go their way. Uh Joey way. and West Studi go their way. How about Fomka Janssen, right? I know I, love, I, I love we haven't hardly Jesus. talked about her. She is such this is the Fomke Janssen part of the the show. We're yes, doing the fact we're Janssen doing segment. rounders. We're doing rounders. Oh, yeah. We are sure. we are doing rounders tonight. Mm-hmm. I'll do an hour. Tonight. I'll do an hour on rounders. We're doing gold tonight. I don't doubt it. Yeah. Uh not only did she look incredible. Is this just what ninety eight Janssen Fomke was like? Mm-hmm. She is so funny in this movie and so cool. She's really the Resident Evil Ada character, she the she spy. Like, what is she doing on there again? What's her she's, part in all this? She's basically a con man. Oh, con yes. woman. She's a thief. She's going around pickpocketing people. pickpocketing people on the cruise. She pickpockets the captain and uh, goes into the vault to get the diamonds and stuff. She gets caught there. Diamonds. She gets put into the food storage just like Jack Torrance in The Shining. And that's how she survives the whole attack. And then I love, yeah, I love that they made her kind of the, uh, not a villain, but uh, yeah, the bad girl. She is a bad girl. You know? She is like going toe to toe with everyone, and so just I don't know. She's funny. She's quick. She looks. She's great good with all the this gun. stuff. Yeah, yeah. She is such a cool part of this movie for a movie with no women, mm-hmm. other than her. Like I remember uh, some interview she talked about how she wanted to look like you know more like aliens. More like alien, you know. I'm a crew. I'm a, they're like, look, you're the only woman in the movie. Like we have, we can't just ugly you up for this. You need to look like Vomka Janssen. Yeah, in 1990, she does give you that. But I, she'd also like basically by the end of it is wearing like a a monkey, uh, uh, you know, jumpsuit kind of. Uh, sure, she looks cool in it. A mechanic jumpsuit kind of thing. She's yeah. out of her out of her like Asian. Con, con woman dress. Yeah, they all have to wear That's that the satiny Asian bit. dress when they're picking pockets at a casino. The very it's obvious required. bright red dress. Yeah, you're hiding very plain required. Sight. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but she gets a lot of great bright red dress time running from a tentacle monster. Definitely, she's so cool in this. We're doing fact. But yeah, she and uh, Treat. They, you know, obviously they hit it off, and they have their witty banter about they about. Do. All right, if you uh, get me out of here, you know, uh, and he goes, "What? You'll give me anything I want." She goes, yeah. <laughs> you got a cold beer? Then she laughs, and they laugh. And then Joey's stuck with Wes Studi, who's just like, get the fuck out of Just a violent dude. They start running from the tentacle monster, and he's like, we got to feed it. And Joey's like, what are we going to feed it? And he shoots Joey in the leg. And then Joey still escapes. Wes Studi starts getting eaten. Joey gives him the gun to kill himself rather than be digested and what's he do 
points that gun right back at Joey to shoot him. <laughs> he shoots shoots Dude. at Joey. Joey's uh, exclamation of just going, "You asshole!" <laughs> The last. This is the gun that finally runs out of bullets. This is the one. The one. <laughs> but, dude, this whole Studi death arc is some of the best minutes of the movie. What what a man, right? This is the kind of thing, if you know you're you're going to be in a big... Bu- I bet he made really good money for this movie. I bet. I bet he made good money for this. But when you're seeing, as a villain, this kind of stuff that you get to do, oh, man, I'd be so excited. He was, so was kind of doing the bouncing thing that Treat was doing earlier, except he oh. was just like, I'm just going to be convulsing inside of this monster this, slowly eating me. This monster has spent this movie just whipping people out of rooms, just fast, lickety split, right? This thing just slow <laughs> sucks. Wes Studi, man. He is enjoying no Studi, yeah. right? Maybe he's like, there ain't many of these guys left, you know? Take a, when, we're, when we're down to our breath. great final four... Good final four. Yeah, imagine O'Connor. When has O'Connor ever been in the final four? He's the dark horse right. pick in this one. And when you can see Studi setting up O'Connor's demise, I was shocked the movie was going to go there to let let that mercenary give him. When he shoots him in the leg, Connor moves pretty good for a mm-hmm. man who got shot in the thigh. Yeah. So it must have been just he, flesh. Again, he's just he's all concussed up. He doesn't know what's going on. He probably doesn't even feel it at this point. What I love about <laughs> the guy does not know what's going on. He's running. I none mean, of these this guys se- are running. None of this seems adrenaline. real to this man, right? <laughs> what I love about this editing is Studi, you know, we're going to need to feed him. You know he's going to shoot him. He shoots him. And then I guess like two seconds later, he just got eaten by the tentacle monster. Still gets eaten anyways. He got eaten. Um, he... Judging by the timeline of when Treat Williams yeah. noticed, like, Studi had to have been picked off within five seconds of shooting the man. Because he is just, when he goes back, man, this monster is just taking his <laughs> time. It's him, Studi from the front, and you can tell he's getting, like, sucked down from yeah. the back. Kind of, so, like, pops over, like, a turned over, you know, pool table or <laughs> yeah, something. And he's kind of, like, flops Argh. over a table. But he doesn't look good. He doesn't looks look bad. Like, he doesn't look right. O'Con- and O'Connor is shot in a leg due to West Studi and uh, takes so long to limp his way back. And the whole time, Studi is just draped, just, <laughs> just draped over this thing. He is getting, we, we zoom in and it's this Cronenberg thing where these little jabbers are just stabbing into, mm-hmm. this thing is just sucking him down like a push pop sexy as hell yeah <laughs> and <laughs> just sensually getting sucked down by this tentacle monster like yeah. it gets weirdly too sexual i think <laughs> i don't think i'm reading into that well it's it like takes... the monster doesn't have eyes but you can tell it's like smiling he is taking its time feeling what he is eating yeah. in a way that this man has never felt his prey before or is, yeah maybe studi's the kind of guy where he's like he's the commander so he's wearing like the nice clothes you know it's like the real expensive stuff this whatever like it gold is gold leaf on on your uh dinner he is just flicking his tentacles across his legs i imagine <laughs> half his body's obscured in this tentacle hole and uh what a baller move giving him the gun Firing him at O'Connor is one of the funniest <laughs> things. The him final fuck Halfway you. digested. Gotta feel terrible. He saw that. Oh, that he's dude. in a lot of pain. He saw that man getting digested. He's already right? getting dissolved, yeah. To still be enough of an asshole. <laughs> to fire a gun. But also, how is he to know that this gun would be out of bullets? Right. These guys like you said, it hasn't happened once in the movie yet. Not at all. Bad, bad luck. luck. Bad luck. You would not believe. A lot the, of bad luck in this. Would movie. not believe the day West Studi had. <laughs> bad night for him. Yeah. The, Unreal uh, asshole at the end the, to fire last bullet, man. Yeah. Unbeatable. O'Connor yelling asshole, and then Studi pointing the gun at himself, and it it being uh, empty. Yeah. It's just that's that's a top top La- moment. For last me. of the Mohicans. That's a top non treat right moment. There. If you're gonna, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what that guy is. <laughs> treat got his own moment. Tree got like a 30 minute long battle toads esque jet ski <laughs> <laughs> escape. I didn't re- I did not remember how much of the end of the movie was a jet ski do advertisement. Yeah. With him just like 
hitting those corners and <laughs> they do tearing this, down these hallways. After you're just like, man, Amazing. after you've jumped your 80th log in Battletoads and you're just like, how long is this river? <laughs> yeah. Treat goes yeah. Treat goes around like his sense. 70th corner. And it's just like, man, he is... <laughs> I mean, I've, all these crew... It is true. Cruise ships are, you know, 60% rooms all around the perimeter, right? And there's nowhere to go for peace and quiet on these things. It's all music. It's all bars, mm-hmm. right? So if I needed, like, peace, I would just put on earbuds and go walking down one of the long outer corridors. There are tons of turns and twists of this thing. And Treat Williams is just slamming into every corner and every wall. One step, one turn ahead of this tentacle monster. Yeah, going through explosions, doing the, uh, you know, having Fomka Johnson cock the shotgun so he can uh, shoot the elevator doors open. He shoots he's so many doors. Is, he is terminatoring his way through good on with a, a jet ski. Stubby shotgun there, yeah. Yeah. Oh, her cocking the gun was cool. Yeah. Man, that looked cool. <laughs> Treat was ju- the way he was just blowing through elevator doors. Man. What an escape, right? Through the body of the ship. I love later on, he's like washed up on some island, I guess. He's on an island. And he's like, well, I guess this jet ski's shot to shit. <laughs> shot to shit. Yeah, you think, yep. buddy? Shot to shit. You put that jet ski through more than <laughs> any jet ski has ever been put through. Just kicking it on the shore. Yeah, that wasn't covered under the water. Oh, just when you need it, huh? You Just when you need it. You went through five miles of ship on that thing. Yeah, he hit so many walls. It went through a lot of fire. It went through a lot of. Uh, he smashed it on every single side of every wall on on yeah. two thousand meters of hallway. <laughs> yeah, I love uh, the big plan is to just blow the whole damn thing up. You always get there, and uh, that's a, that was a good cruise ship explosion. Big one. They blew this, that whole damn thing up. This movie looked expensive. Yeah, I should have looked up the actual budget. I know it didn't make it. <laughs> I know it didn't make it back. But it says it forty-five million. Estimated. Forty-five million feels cheap. Yeah, honestly, I'm sure the mummy cost eighty million, ninety million, maybe more. And what does that have to show for it? A couple sequels <laughs> that made a few hundred million dollars each and probably made a right. billion worldwide. I do not know why Deep Rising was not a bigger success. It probably would have been a bigger success if it had like a dude attached right. instead of 12 guys attached right this if they'd gotten like i don't know is this a harrison ford vehicle is this a cruise who would have been the guy around then cage would have made tons of sense cage would have been good uh yeah i mean sean connery would have been too old but he was getting into action stuff then sure could you um seagal seagal was too out of it seagal and van damme Dennis were kind of Miller. over Dennis Miller, sure. <laughs> Coming off Bordello, you got to cash in. You get him pre-Monday Night Football, post-Bordello. Or Dennis Leary. Any Dennis, really. <laughs> Any Dennis would work. Any treat. I mean, I guess, I, I'm just wondering what this movie looks like with another guy. Is this a thing Will Smith could have carried? Right. What What universe does Deep Right? Because I went back and looked at old reviews. Not kind. No. People just dumped on this movie. And that surprises me. Maybe it's just... What we get now, maybe because it's we don't get that forty-five million dollar movie like this now. Exactly, it's all two hundred million or bust. Yeah, we don't get this forty-five million dollar sweet spot where, again, this looks like a bargain for forty-five millions, considering all the crazy sets, all the explosions, all the actors, all the stunts. Mm-hmm. Feels cheap, and we're missing that forty-five million dollar zone. Even in today's money, forty-five million would be cool. We get. Yeah. We could be getting four studios putting out four or five of those $40 million movies a year without without hurting themselves at all. They just don't do it anymore. So looking back in a movie like Deep Rising, it's like, this is incredible. I would kill to see a, a new kind of Deep Rising. When we saw Underwater, mm-hmm. pre-pandemic, that's a great modern $45 million yeah, underwater exactly. horror movie. And at the end, that had the same thing where they're like, we're going to set off this nuclear device and... Do you remember that Cthulhu monster like scrambling out of the way of the bomb? Yeah, <laughs> just doing like a cut. They do yep. this long shot, and that Cthulhu thing's just like shit. <laughs> it's like Harvey Corbin spitting out the raisinets, seeing Cleavon Little show up, just like yep. Damn it's it, classic. <laughs> 
And yeah, you kind of get that with this monster in the ballroom, just be like, curses! Yeah, we finally see this big old blobby guy, and he kind of does like a, like, his, his tentacles just filling up the main storage cargo hold, yeah. screaming. Perfect. I don't know what, were we so hateful in 1998? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Things were good, right? That Clinton economy? <laughs> like, things hadn't gone, like... The Woodstock 99 rapes hadn't happened yet. Like, 98, we were flying high. Stone Cold was fucking stunnering everybody. The like, dream was alive. Yeah. yeah. The 97, 98 dream was real. We we had it so good in 98 that everybody decided, like, we didn't need Deep Rising. Hmm. We need Deep Rising now more than ever. We You're here. need this movie. I can't believe I hadn't seen it. I can't believe this escaped me for so long. Don't make that same mistake. Not you. Yeah. Everybody yeah. listening. Everybody else. You, it's like four bucks on Amazon Prime. Go rent it. Worth it. Have a hell of a time. Steal it anywhere. This yeah. is a movie. This is what movies are for, man. This is me going in 98, seeing all this. all the, Every blockbuster. Mm-hmm. How did I not see this one? What was I doing in 17? What else better did I have to do? I probably listened to the critics. Maybe. Opened up that Press Democrat and saw the 1.5 <laughs> star and said, I can't take it. I said, fuck it. I'll go see Titanic that. I'm seeing Titanic with a girl, yeah, obviously. Exactly. What's your better bet? Taking a girl to see Titanic? Easy. Yeah, you can't compete with that. Obviously, she would want to go to this. And this is, yeah, this is a movie made for like 16-year-olds. So to have to compete with the movie. Just set up to fail. Yep. It's a shame. Getting dumped in the January waste zone where they know they're going to be trampled by oscar movies mm-hmm. what a what a drag i'm glad i discovered it i'm glad it led me to uh, a lifetime of treats it's really unlocked and, uh, the door yeah unlock the treat gate this this led you to things to do in denver when you're dead <laughs> this it was did. the gateway man it did <laughs> came to this it did come to this check out some treat we're gonna be doing some more treat since he's been so just unspoke for such a major part of your film life i can't can't believe it took us this long i know it took the man leaving us going out it's like too a, bad you know like it, a badass. it just shows you yeah you, you think you got all the time in the world with someone so man what if it had been a ski do accident <laughs> so dope been too good. could have been maybe too they good. covered it up They're like say it's a motorcycle it's, it's cooler to say it's motorcycle. cooler motorcycle yeah no that's just who he was man Find that we're gonna talk more treat. We're we're gonna be back. This is it's too good to pass up, right? It's too good Definitely. of an opportunity to to celebrate this guy further, right? We gotta take it. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you for listening and good night. <laughs> <laughs>